welcome to Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. And we're uh, back after a brief interlude with Elle not being here. And uh, it's good to be back. So we're here today to kind of do a wrap up on both of our solo travels. Um, If you listened to our last episode, you'll recall we touched upon um, a little bit of what we were going to be doing. Well, the one before that. Uh, One before that. Right, right. and so we'll yeah. just tell you where we've been for the past few weeks, but you can start. Uh, yeah, sure. So I started out in Greece, and that was kind of a family trip, so I don't really count that. Um, then I went to Barcelona. I spent six days there. Um, spent six days in London, and now I'm in Amsterdam, where we've reconnected after I spent first two days here alone, um, and now we have the next four days together. And so I started off in Paris. I did three days there. I did three days in Copenhagen. Um, and now Amsterdam for our last part of our journey. The best part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. So we've both been solo traveling and it's been hard, lonely, sad at some point. But also like amazing but and also exciting amazing. and then full of like reflection and like epiphanies and new experiences so so definitely not all bad but like oh my god it's so nice to see a familiar face again I'm not gonna lie (laughs) yeah same I just got back from London so it was almost too many familiar faces like every day I was doing something I felt like I was camping between staying at one friend's place to another um so yeah it's nice to be in one spot one beautiful Airbnb yeah. Nice to be sat here. And, like, honestly, it's, like, us catching up with each other as well. Like, yeah. I haven't seen you in, like, fucking weeks, like, two weeks. Yeah. Which is weeks. Oh, God, more than that. Like, the <laughs> yeah. whole freaking month of April. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and for me, just having been in hostels the whole time, it's, like, so nice to not have to lock my luggage every time I step away from it. Like, it's nice to just have our own space for a bit um, and be able to kind of do our own thing, make our own plans, and not really feel bound to, you know, doing touristy things. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Um, Elle, how have you been meeting people? Okay. So started off my trip in Paris, which is, you know, city of romance or whatever. And uh, (laughs) I did some Tinder swiping. Tinder was the only app that I used in Paris. Um, I had read an article saying that Tinder and Bumble, I think, were both very popular. But Um, If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know I have strong feelings against Bumble. Um, And so I chose not to do Bumble for that reason, but I did go on Tinder quite a bit. Um, And I matched with a lot of guys, had a lot of like conversations and stuff, but there really wasn't any follow through. Like I would talk to a guy and he'd be like, oh, how are you liking the neighborhood? And I'd be like, it's amazing. What do you do at night here? And I was there on a weekend as well. So I thought it was like an easy, you know, entrance into, you know, getting drinks or whatever. And there was just literally no follow through. Like guys would tell me a good place to go. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Like, do you not realize that me asking you what's good to do is an opportunity for you to say, let me show you. Right. Like, it just seems so obvious to me. And it's like, come on, take the fucking bait. Yeah. At the same time, it reminds me when I'm in New York and I see people that, like, put in their bios, like, in New York until, like, blah, 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 here for, like, a week or here for, like, two weeks, if you even get that long. And to me, that's, like, I never want to meet up with those travelers or those people. Because I'm like, well, you're not going to be here for long unless you're extremely hot and cool and interesting. Like, all of those things. Then I will, like, you know, maybe think of meeting you. But... Yeah, that's so true. I guess I'm a hypocrite because when I'm in New York, like, I 
don't really pay those guys any mind either because I'm just like, you're here for a quick fuck and then you're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I did some swiping and whatever, but I guess I met guys more in person. Um, so the first guy I met was actually, like, he worked at the hostel. So I first got there and it was, you know, my first day of solo travel, my first day of my trip all together. Um, and I got there and I was like a little like tense and awkward for a bit. And then finally, like I sat down, I said, hi, um, I asked him what places I should see in the neighborhood. And he gave me some recommendations. We talked for a while. Um, and then he told me he's actually going back to like the countryside for the weekend for his friend's birthday. So he wasn't going to be around. Um, but we exchanged Facebooks and he's like, maybe when I'm back in town on Sunday, we can get a drink. And so we talked a lot more on Facebook, um, throughout those next couple of days, and it ended with like, you know, oh, I ended up spending Sunday night at, you know, at home too, but um, I hope to see you again in the future and kind of parted ways nicely with the hopes that we'll run into each other again in the future. All right. Um, and so that was the first one. And it was like innocent, sweet, like he worked at the hostels. So it wasn't like a... That's like awesome that he like, because I feel like that happens, like a lot of girls are always hitting on guys at the hostel like, who work there. Oh yeah, sure. So like the fact that he like leaned into it and was like, yeah, like I'm into it. Like yeah. that's like, that speaks volumes. It yeah. Does. So I mean, I could definitely feel like a side of like just um, professionalism at first. Mm-hmm. And then I think like when I exchanged Facebooks with him, like we started talking on Messenger, it kind of broke that like professional boundary. And now it's like, no, we're friends or like, you know young people of the same age like talking on an app was he was he french like from france yeah okay yeah so he's from there like originally he has traveled quite a bit so he's been to new york a few times he's been do you know how old he is uh i think he was like 26 or 27 okay and remind 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 our listeners how old you are oh i'm 24 next week guys Woo! We have the same birthday month, which I know is extremely obnoxious, but uh, your birthday is two weeks after mine. I mentioned in the last podcast how I turned 25 over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I am pretty much open to dating any guys in their 20s to early 30s. Um, Age isn't really like a huge issue for me. So I think he was like 26 or 27 because I find that that's like my sweet spot of guys it's um, good age. But I can't think off the top of my head if we exchange that information. Anyway, so um, so that was great. Nothing really came of it. Um, and that kind of ended up being an indicator of the rest of my trip experiences in, in Paris, at least. Hmm. Okay, so I'll, I'll talk about my first guy. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. do one for one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my first real solo was when I went to Barcelona and I left my family trip. Um, and I was there for six days by myself. And I just honestly, when I was picking the city, I was just looking in the map. I was like, I knew I wanted to spend London my birthday with my friends. And I knew I was coming from Athens. So I was like, hmm, where is in between? And I was like, I've heard of Barcelona. That sounds cool. Yeah. Just randomly chose it. So uh, I don't regret it at all. Barcelona was awesome. And it's very much like a party city. When I checked in, like, the, the hostel people were telling me and stuff. It's like Barcelona, like, you go out every single day. Like, it's just, oh, like, amazing. it could be, like, a Wednesday or a Tuesday and people are still going out, um, which is awesome. Uh, definitely a party city. Definitely an awesome city if you're doing solo travel because I stayed, so I stayed in two different hostels. Um, one of them I was going to switch and stay for my three remaining nights after 
like two nights there and I ended up leaving after one night because it was so horrible and I missed all my old hostel friends mm-hmm. and I missed my old hostel um so I went back but in, in both hostels they do like a family dinner um where they give you like you know pre-drinks or something and food and then from there that's like nine o'clock and then around 11 o'clock you go out to the first bar you go to like a bar bar um one of the hostels it changes like kind of every night I guess but um one of the hostels brought us to an American bar the first night I went out oh my god and it was an American college themed bar like you go in there and there was like all the college like like flags and like stuff um oh it was really god. it was really funny I was like I came all the way here I'm drinking Lagunitas <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> it was fine um and then the other hostel brought us to like more like um like a Spanish kind of like jazzy bar, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then after you go to the first bar, you go to like a club and that's like a club club night okay. out. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, and this is really nice. It's like not like, usually it's like a little extra money. Um, my first hostel was, which was nicer. Like said, you know, you get like, you pay like 10 euro for dinner, and like 10 euro for drinks and stuff. And they were not shy about drinks. Um, the second hostel was, I say for one night was like super shitty that was like free dinner guaranteed they literally gave us like pasta and sauce so i'm not sure how much dinner that actually was yeah no drinks included and i yeah like it like i said i much preferred the first one yeah um so yeah i guess we'll talk about my first guy yes Um, (laughs) let's hear it now i set the tone of barcelona so i first time traveling alone um I checked in and I was really nervous about making friends and whatever. And I went up to my room and no one was there. It was a four bed mixed. Um, no one was there. <laughs> no one, no one's stuff oh, was even there. Right. So, annoying. so I was like, okay, maybe I'm like alone. That'll be awesome. But like, also like, what if I'm alone? And that's like not awesome. Right. Then what was the point? Yeah. So, um, I go out for a bit. Um, and then trying to like figure out towels or whatever situation. And I get in the lift and uh, there is like these two Asian girls like speaking Chinese or something, and this is this guy. Um, and like hostel kind of culture, I guess it's like to introduce yourself and like be friendly. And yeah. I, I think I said something like stupid offhand about I don't know, I don't even know what. Like, are you like are you going to dinner or something? And then we started talking, and uh, he just got in uh, like a half an hour ago, and so did I. Um, and yeah I we only had enough time to really exchange like oh are you going to dinner yeah I'm going to dinner okay I'll see you later and then like we were at his floor and he like left uh but I remember thinking he was so cute (laughs) (laughs) he was so cute uh and he was uh British and he was like looked really smart and he, he is really smart um Anyway, uh, so we go to dinner, and I get there a little late, as per usual, is my move, and I didn't see him, so I end up sitting with, like, another group of people, uh, there's, like, two women, like, whatever, and then, like, he ended up sitting with, like, these other British lads, so I'm like, oh, fuck, I lost him to the lads. (laughs) (laughs) The lads of one. Um, but then after dinner, they kind of switched, like they moved us into people who were going out and people who weren't going out. Mm -hmm. And the two people I was sitting with weren't going out. So I ended up moving towards like the group he's in where he's like going out, but like, um, he was sat next to this other girl who was American and I was sat next, I was like sat at a table in between. I was talking to these two hot Australian girls because my move is always to talk to the hottest girls mm-hmm. and then thus you like put your ring right, right, in the right. social ladder. Yes. Which I totally did. Right. <laughs> 
And this Australian girls, shout out to them. I don't even, they don't even know about the podcast, but they were fucking awesome. Um, so I see this like American girl, this other American girl, like talking to him. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, no. So I just make an excuse to like, they're like going around pouring her drinks for us. So I like get up to get a drink, like, which is not something you do. Right, right. And then I end up talking to him and uh, we end up sitting together and we just have like a really good chat and we end up going to the first bar and we're still talking all the way there, talking to other people at the hostel. It's like a big group of us. Um, we get to the first American bar. So nice. I'm so jealous. <laughs> we like, they have like free shots. So we both like cheekily took free two shots. Um, and then uh, he bought me a drink and it was an American place. So I recommended Lagunitas. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Lagunitas is great. Good growy La- American beer. Lagunitas sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're just, uh, we end up finding like a, a mutual table with like our hostel friends. And then... I asked him if he wants to go out for a cigarette and we probably get out there. We, I don't know. The sexual tension was so high that like we probably out there for like a second after lighting our cigarettes before we started making it. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 And like, it was awesome. It was like, we both wanted to just like go back and like hook up, but obviously we were in a hostel. Right. And we also wanted to like go out and have a good time with like our new friends. Yeah, so yeah. we went to the bar inseparable like he bought me a drink I like promptly dropped it (laughs) but the second place was super cool it was like you walk in it reminded me of being back at uni because it was completely tropical themed (laughs) like people like the bartenders were like bikinis and flip-flops and like everything was hula and like there were like plants everywhere it was cool but it was like so freshers it was so like Drake was playing like (laughs) and for those of you Americans listening uni is college freshers is like freshman year bullshit that you do when you're like new and you know you still care for themes and all that yeah, exactly. And uh, we danced a bit. He actually grinded fairly well for a white British male. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and um, we ended up taking, like, a Uber back and having sex in, like, the hostel bunk bed. So Woo! I didn't – okay, so I, I forgot to mention, I did meet one of my roommates when I came back upstairs to change after pre-drinks. I was already drunk at this time. And he's there, and he's, like, a college-age American guy. And I was like, come out with us. And he was like, no, I'm going to wait for my friends or on a later flight. And I was like, no, like, I feel so bad as a roommate if, like, you don't come out with us. And then he was like, no, I'm going to wait for my friends. (laughs) So I was like, okay, fine. Um, So I guess his friends got in around the same time. Me and this guy are, like, having sex. And the way the bed bunk situation works is that – no, no, no. It was very private. Like, you, like, have a curtain drawn. And I was on the lower bunk. Okay. And I, like, told him to be quiet. I'm not sure how quiet we actually were. Mm -hmm. Like, I was very quiet. I think he was more – You always think you're quieter than you are when you're drunk. I mean, yeah, fair. Valet. (laughs) (laughs) And, um – yeah, it was like it was. Then he left because it was like he's like, yeah, it'd be weird if your roommates wake up. I was like, a little sad. And then I was in the morning. I was like, I'm so glad he left. Yeah, because <laughs> it would have been fucking weird. Weird. So yeah. yeah, my three other roommates were these like three American students traveling together, which was really good because like it was good and bad because they weren't open to like meeting new people. Yeah, but like it was also good because when one of them were out, all of them were yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then we ended up 
So he ended up leaving his glasses there. And we made, like, tentative plans to meet at breakfast the next day at 9.30, which I, like, totally overslept on. And, like, by the time I got ready and was up, it was, like, I was, it was, like, 10. And then he came knocking at the door, and I didn't really think he would come back to the, my room to get his glasses. So I didn't know. I, my roommate, one of the girls, opened it. It was a girl and two guys. The girl opens it. And uh, she's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm looking for my glasses. And I was like, yeah, I have your glasses. And it was so awkward. But um, he asked me if I was going on the walking tour later. And I wasn't going to go. That's really touristy and, like, whatever. But, yeah. like, I thought about it. And I was like, I've got six days here. Fuck it if I spend a morning, like, on a walking tour, you know. Yeah. Won't be the end of the world. Yeah. Plus, you know, like, I get to see the city. And, yeah, sure. So we did the walking tour and like we weren't coupley. Also, everyone from the hostel that went out the night before was on this walking tour. Oh, and then some. Yeah. So I think we were really aware that like we were that like couple that like hooked up on the first night. Yep. (laughs) Um, Now everyone's expecting you guys to like get married in three days. So um, we did the walking tour last like four hours and then I was like, we were like, oh, we should go out to the museum after, but then we were so tired. It was so cold in Barca that weekend. So then we, I was like, well, we can just like go back and have a siesta. And he was like, yeah. And we go back and of course it's the middle of the afternoon. My roommates are back and we had like hostile sex again. Okay. But okay. like better this time because we can actually like make noise and like, you know, right, right. be good. Um, yeah, and then that night we had tapas together, which was super sweet, and we got drunk, and the next morning I was leaving for my next hostel, and I was, like, super sad about it, and um, I ran to him at the museum. We had, like, slots to see Picasso, but at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting late check-in to, like, my other hostel because of, like, traffic and, like, bullshittery, and it was, like, so not cute none of the people were cute there no one looked attractive everyone seemed to be like lost souls in the second hostel where like mm. people from the first hostel were like were like this is my holiday and then I go back to my real life yeah yeah and the second hostel was like this is my full-time life like I live here now <laughs> I left my job to do traveling and it's like so it was so cliche it was like literally like guy in dread smoking weed guy with guitar like playing music no one cares about who like stopped his social media um it was that 36 year old dude who's like never married and like just lives his life on the road right, it was just right. like it was sad to me it really was and it made me like think okay this is like my parents worst fear for me <laughs> um so I saw him later at Picasso after checking in and like thinking oh this is horrible I can't stay here like and I was really upset. I would, like, call my dad and everything. And then I kind of was looking for anyone just to say, like, what you're feeling is okay and you can come back. Um, but he didn't tell that to me. I think he was he was just – he was like, you should stick it out. You should give it a night, which is fair advice. And you, you gave him the same advice. But when you hear it from the person that you've been hooking up with and that you want to just say, like, you know, you want him to be like, no, come back. Like, fuck that place. Like, come back. We miss you. I want to see you. I want to hang out with you. Yeah, that's hard to hear. Yeah, it's true. And, like, I don't think either of us wanted to admit that, like, that was where we were at there. And I, he wasn't the only friend at the hostel. I had, like, other hostel friends there. Um, these two American girls and, like, a bunch of the other guys. This guy from, like, I don't even know, like, Bulgaria or whatever. Like, I had other friends there. Like, I wasn't just coming back for him. I was coming back for me. But I decided to stick it out for a night after talking to you as well. Um, cause it was already booked, like, fuck it. Yeah. 
And I realized when I got back, I was like, right, the only way to get through this is to get, like, fucking wasted. Yeah. So I got my right, friendship right. whiskey out, uh-huh. which was, like, a liter of Tullamore Dew. And um, I brought it out. And, like, the ratio of the second hostel was, like, gross as well. It was, like, for every ten guys, there was one girl. Shut the fuck up. No. Oh, my God. So, like, I ended up, like, being with the lads, playing, like, like the drinking Jenga game. and like. Okay, wait. So, so pause for a sec. So, sh- like, my comment, shut the fuck up. Yes, that's sad because like why are more females not staying there but also like hanging with a bunch of dudes can be super fun oh no I like so I'm sure you still had a good time oh yeah because like all of them wanted to fuck me so like that was a nice feeling not that I would fuck any one of them right (laughs) full disclosure full disclosure (laughs) um I kind of tried to meet up with my other hostel friends later but ended up not um, and then I ended up coming back to the hostel the next night and, um, yeah, we, he ended up leaving a day before me. So he was like a little stressed. We had like, a, we had dinner that night together and then, uh, that was his last night and we had coffee the next morning and a cigarette before he left to the airport. And I really wish he had a last night cause I, he was like stressed about his flight and like other shit. And I could tell that. Um, and then I had like a whole day in Barcelona to be like alone, but it was an awesome day. I had like amazing food. I went to the beach. Um, it was kind of cold, but it was like soul searching in a way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, then I came to London. Um, and I guess if we're going to start talking about the second city, uh, just to wrap out, wrap up this story. Um, so he's British. He's not from London. And he and he was going to be in London Friday and Saturday. I got in on Wednesday. And then he messaged me earlier, hey, like, train tickets are cheap. Like, if I come down Thursday, we can do dinner. And then, okay, important note, on the la- his last night, we didn't fuck. And I super wanted to fuck him. But he was, like, super worried about missing his flight. And... Oh my god, I was like, I was, I was still pissed. I think about it because it was like, I was, I looked so good that night. I know he wanted it, and we both wanted it, and my roommates were gone, and uh, it's like all the stars aligned except for <coughs> Kim. Him. Yeah, because um, uh, yeah, so that was super annoying. So we always we had that like leftover sexual tension yeah, too, yeah, yeah, like yeah. not like having that like last hurrah. So he messaged me about coming down a day earlier in in London. Um, which he did. We booked like an Airbnb and um, we had like amazing dinner and he, he chose a restaurant, which I never let anyone do, but wow. he chose it. It was awesome. Um, and we had, we got drunk, we had sex like over and over. It was awesome. And yeah. Um, the sad part is the story is obviously he does not live in America and uh it sucks because it's like I feel like I'm constantly put in a position where uh, I, I never see, th- see, th- see things through with guys I want to. And I thought I would see him on my birthday like two days at- later, but he ended up taking the train home. Um, and I think he thought I was staying with like one of my friends where I didn't have my own room. But for my birthday night, I was staying with a friend who had a spare room. Yeah. So he was like, fuck, I should have like booked a train. And I was just super needy and slutty and was like was constantly messaging him and yeah, like, yeah. like sexy photos of me and dirty texts about wanting him which were a hundred percent true oh my god which is like hard because when you find a guy and we've talked about this before when you find a guy that you like that the sex is good with it's like you want to just like fucking take it by the reins you know you want to just like yeah. make the most of it so the fact that you found all of that on a solo trip 
No I, less. I like, mean, it was amazing. I, I mean, the sex isn't like super. I mean, it was like I feel like it could have like like it was great towards the end, um, but because we were like more upfront about what we wanted, he's also a bit younger. So I just turned twenty five, and he's twenty two, and his birthday's in May, so he's about to be twenty three. Mm-hmm. But like, I think dating guys who are younger than you, it's like they just haven't dated enough women. And there's probably not enough strong yeah, women yeah, yeah. to really realize, like, this is what you're asking for is, like, normal. Yeah, yeah, they haven't dated enough women to tell them that they're bad at sex. <laughs> Honestly. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, not like he's bad at sex, but there is definitely... Okay, okay, okay. So I'm sure maybe it wasn't the absolute best sex. No. But fuck you, because I've had zero sex. Okay, yeah, this, so, is, this, is, only, this is I'm still so, my first guy. So, I'm sorry, full, um, just complete spoiler alert right here, uh, I'm eight days into my trip now, and I have not gotten laid once, so, like, call your friends, call whoever the fuck you know, a bitch needs to get laid. I'm <laughs> sorry, not, continue. We're, we're currently in Amsterdam. Yes, we it's are. Pro- this episode probably won't even come out when we're still here. Ugh, that's so true, but a girl can dream. Um... But yeah, so that's kind of where it ended. He didn't come to my birthday, and I was really sad. And um, I was sad about the entire situation. I was sad I met someone I really liked that I couldn't see things through. I'm fucking pissed I met him on holiday, but the entire thing felt like out of a rom-com. Like, we met in the lift, and, like, later we talked about it, and we both were like, fuck, I just wanted to, like, kiss you right there. And oh, my God, this, like, amazing, you. like, romance in Barcelona. This amazing spiritual connection. I, I so cringy so cringy so cringy okay so so you can talk about the second guy now okay um who even oh okay so just to to wrap up Paris so I did go out I was there on the weekend so I went out and there was this one like French guy who like told me he loved me over and over and he didn't speak much English so basically all he could say to me was I love you um and then gesture that my eyes were beautiful Mm. and um there was a little bit of like Google translating and like him telling me like I'm a complicated man, but I love you. And me being like, okay, that's cool, but fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) How do you translate that? And, like, I was, I kept, like, Google translating to him, like, do you live nearby? Do you have roommates? So can we go back to your, like, nothing. He was just like, I'm a complicated man. I've been single for a long time. Got out of a serious relationship. I'm like, bro, I don't need to know your whole history. I'm here for three days. Right. Like, please take advantage of this situation. I'm much hotter than you. Please just take, just, just do it. Yeah. Um, but it didn't happen because apparently he loves me and wants to marry me. Um, Superman. And so it ended with us like, ex- like making out a little bit, exchanging instas. And now he's like rooting me on for the rest of my trip, like watching my Instagram stories and like, oh, I hope you're having a great time. And like badly translated French um and it's sweet and that's like the rest of the French guys I've met or just like guys I've met either quickly at a restaurant or my Uber driver to the airport who are just now like rooting on the rest of my trip um but so that's my wrap-up for France nothing really tell us about uh Copenhagen okay so I got to Copenhagen and I got on tinder and I had been told by your friend actually that um Scandinavian men, A, do not talk to strangers, B, do not function well with women without alcohol, um, and C, only really go out on the weekends. So with all of those factors considered and the fact that I was only there from Monday to Wednesday, I really didn't expect much to happen. Right. Um, 
And so I got there. I had a great day by myself. I matched with a couple guys on Tinder. There was one that I spoke to a bit, um, this Italian guy who had moved to Copenhagen a little while ago and had lived there for a few months. Um, and we spoke for a bit. He gave me some recommendations of places to go. And then, and then, like a smart guy should do, he was like, if you would like company, you know, I'm happy to join you for, you know, drinks or anything. And so I was like, okay, how about join me for dinner tomorrow? And um, he was like, yeah, that sounds perfect. And so my second night we were supposed to go to dinner. He texted me like two hours before dinner and was like, I'm so sorry, I can't make it. I have to work late. I just got a project that needs to be done today. And I was like, okay, well, I'm still going to go to that restaurant and I'm still going to have a great dinner. But if you want to meet up for a drink after, like, let's do that. Um, by the way, ladies, complete aside from this story, but I think based on the feedback I've gotten from guy friends recently, like guys love hearing that like you have your own agenda and that you're not tied to them. And so like, if you have plans with a guy to go get drinks and he can't make it, like say fuck it and go do it yourself. Yeah. Because, oh my God, you should not be like rearranging your plans for anyone. Um, so just personal side that maybe everyone else knew and that I'm just finding out, but anyway. Oh, totally true. But so we, so I went to dinner, we met up for drinks after we sat and talked in this, like, dimly lit bar um, in this, like, cozy little couch area for, like, an hour. And conversation was great. And it ended in this, like, super hot makeout sesh. And, oh, my God, I wanted him right then and there. Um, but it was, like, 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night when I, you know, when he had already expressed that it's, like, his busy, his busy season and he's working a lot. And so I was like, okay, like, um, I don't want to keep you out too late, like, if you want to you know, walk back. And he was like, okay, let's do dinner at my place tomorrow. And I was like, okay, perfect. Like, we'll start the night earlier. Mm-hmm. We'll have dinner, some good sex, and then, you know, we can really part ways satisfied. Um, but so he walked me back halfway, and then I was like, it's fine. I'll walk the rest of the way by, my, by myself. I need to cool down a bit. Um, another hot makeout session in the street. We said our goodbyes with the, you know, intention of meeting up the next day. Um, and then first thing in the morning, like literally like 9am, he messaged me and was like, Hey, so I went to the doctor this morning cause I told you I wasn't feeling too great last night. And it turns out I had food poisoning. Um, so I'm probably not going to be able to make it out tonight. I'm still feeling pretty crappy. And, um, I just want to, I wanted to let you know, so you can plan your day, you know, and manage your time accordingly. And I was like, fuck, okay, you know, if you can, if you're feeling any better later, let me know. But, like, knowing that it was food poisoning, I was just like, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, that's not not the easiest thing to bounce back from in, you know, under 24 hours. So I just figured it wasn't going to happen. I said, okay, I'm just going to go about my day. Um, if you happen to feel better and want to do something, let me know. But if not, you know, I hope we see each other in the future. And so I did just that. I went about my day. I had a great day on my own. I saw the things I wanted to see. And um, later in the afternoon, we were like messaging a bit. He was still chatting with me during the day, which was nice because it reassured me that he wasn't just like pulling a line and like ghosting on me. Right. Um, It kind of validated the story that, you know, 
He had food poisoning. Um, and that's, like, a very unsexy... I know we talked about this before, but it's very unsexy... Right. ...like, thing to admit. And, like, you really... Like, I can't think of anything worse than having food poisoning. Like, a cold, you can battle through it. Right, Like, right. the flu, you can battle through right. it. Right, but if you have food poisoning, I don't want any weird things happening, like, no. while we're in the throes. No. So I'd rather just let you be on like, your own. Yeah. And uh, sort through that. Battle, battle your... You know, fight your demons or whatever on your own. Um... <laughs> So I went to a restaurant that he recommended me for dinner and we, you know, did some Instagram snapping back and forth and we had great conversation and he was just like, if, you know, um, he's like, add me on Facebook and next time I'm in New York, I'll let you know. He travels quite a bit for, for work. So we kind of, again, parted ways, not as satisfied as I would have liked, but with the hopes of seeing each other again in the future. Yeah. Um, and so that's all the romance that I've had so far. Hopefully Amsterdam brings a little more. Hopefully. Yeah. So I guess we'll start with our second guys. Um, so the same night you had that date with that Italian in Copenhagen, Mm -hmm. I was in Amsterdam by myself and I was pretty, I was feeling pretty sad, you know, I was missing that British guy and I, yeah. I don't know. I was just on Tinder, so I have premium or plus or whatever, like not gold. Um, so I can switch cities. So when I was in London, because I wasn't really looking for British guys when I was in London, because I had like that guy I met in Barcelona. Um, I already like was switched in the last couple days to Amsterdam just to give myself that buffer. And I matched with this guy. Um, I won't say his name, obviously, and it's Dutch. <laughs> and, so won't or can't. I <laughs> uh, can't. Um, and then uh, we, like, exchanged, like, literally, like, almost nothing. It was, like, a high, high, uh, what do you do? What do I do? Okay, here's my WhatsApp number. Give me a message when you're in town. Okay. And then I did. Because um, I was here the first night, and I was, like, bored out of my fucking mind, and I was, like, might as well so we ended up meeting for a drink uh after dinner and yeah he was like he was very attractive I remember sending you like a screenshot like I'm not yeah, hot yeah. enough for this guy um and you told me to just be a hot bitch and just as hot as he is yeah yeah <laughs> he was like hot like sort of like not bodybuilder but like guy who works out yeah type like you know awesome pecs, like that v he was like fucking yeah you just know, super Dutch tall super fit. and we had um we like talked on like FaceTime like while we were both like at dinner separately like waiting for both of our dates and um I just like I remember telling you like just like channel that hotness like just be a hot bitch and tell yourself that you're hotter than he is and that's like literally all you have to do like 90% of everything you do is fucking confidence it's true and like to any listener out there for any first date no matter where you are like confidence yeah yeah because if you like let him know that he has the upper hand like he'll fucking play into that Uh uh-huh he'll own that upper hand so you just have to always be on your a game and you know let yourself be the the ace yeah in the deck totally um so, uh, we had drinks. We had maybe, like, two drinks. I introduced him to a dark and stormy, which he's never had before. And then I was like, well, it's kind of like a Bermudan drink. If you've never been to Bermuda, it makes sense you've never had it. It's <laughs> <laughs> an absolute dick. Um, which was the advice you gave me. <laughs> oh, my God. And he was, like, born and bred Dutch. You know, kind of lived here his entire life. And, um, 
uh, kind of boring on uh, the morning after, but we'll get to that. But like, yeah, he was really cute. He's really into me. And we ended up after two drinks, uh, taking like a 20 minute bike ride to his neighborhood because we were both so I'm, I was staying in Amster West and he was staying in Amster East which is like we met in Central uh-huh. so it was a 20 minute bike ride either way and um, I would like prefer to go back to his place than like my like I don't know where all my shit is the like, yeah, hotel yeah, yeah. whatever Australia. so um, we met his and we had like sex Okay. Yeah, we had sex. <laughs> we had sort of sex. <laughs> um, I mean, like, that being said, he came in, like, literally, like, two or three minutes. And it was like, fuck, dude, what are you on, steroids? Like, what is this? <laughs> um, but, yeah, he was, like, I, I, he was also older, so I kind of expected more, you know? Like, he wasn't, like... How much older is older? Uh, he was 28. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, compared to, like, my British guy, I would say my British guy was better at fucking than this guy. And I'm like, you're 28 years old. Like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, like, you know, tried a couple times. And then I even, like, introduced my vibrator, which I, I did do with, like, my, my British guy. Okay. But I think, I think the Dutch guy took it better. Um, he was, but like, again, like this instantaneously coming and just the excuse is always the same, right? Oh, it's like, you're so hot. I right. just can't help it. Yeah. Bro, you can help it. It's called edging. Like yeah. train yourself. Yeah. Like if I can train yourself or like, <laughs> or like come and then like give it a second and then take care of me. Yeah. Like, don't just say like, okay, let's go around two now and then come again in three minutes. Yes. Yes. It's like exactly kind of what was happening. Like, have a little bit of shame and realize that like you did something that was completely for you and nothing for me and then take care of me yeah and I guess I wasn't also like emotionally invested in this guy like he was like a hot vessel but like my my feelings I hate to even say it but my feelings my emotions were still with this British guy and okay yeah whatever And, and for our listeners British guy is nowhere near hot enough for me. Okay, British um, guy is super hot. He's a mix of Harry Potter and Ben Wyatt. Okay. He's so hot. And hence, not hot. Okay, he's <laughs> hot. Fuck you. No, he's cute. He's definitely he's cute. so cute. But this guy was like, you know, this Dutch dude was like hot, built, whatever. Like just yeah, but I guess what I'm man. trying to say is like you can't turn off feels, and if you're not talking yes. to someone, I mean, not like I felt pressure anyway. I was like, no, I want to fuck this guy, but like it's, it, I mean, you can't really force an emotional connection. Oh I yeah, guess. absolutely not. And, and then, my heart was still with someone else. And and like half of the sexual connection is the emotional connection. Like yeah, fair. Especially fair. like for females, like it's like so, you know, like the two have to be in tune, and if like. Why I can't just like you know I can't just like fuck a guy the second I meet him and like yeah. you know and that's it. And there was like an interesting study too that was um, so like females women are usually seen as clingy or they like because they like latch onto something which we talked about before. Um, but it's actually like we're attracted to people. Um, uh, we're attracted to people like who are are, are really into us. So that's like the main difference. So like you might think like a woman like be more like susceptible to being married, but like no, she's just really turned on when someone's really into her. Yeah, yeah. And that was like the study. So like uh like they don't need like the, yes, they can have multiple partners if they wanted to, but they're more turned on by the fact that you're really into them. Yeah. So that's why it's like that like stereotype that women are like more I guess 
pre-made for monogamy and guys aren't. But that's not the case. Women are like pre-made for like people who are into them. Right. Then, you know, just right, for genuine human connection. I mean, maybe genuine human connection, but we get just as much out of it as they do, if not more. Like, we just, like, are, like, we're fucking narcissists. We just love to hear that you're into us, which is yeah. confused with monogamy, which is easily confused with monogamy. Um, so, yeah, anyway, this Dutch guy, we had sex, and I stayed over, and he was, like, super nice, honestly. We had, he like, made me pizza after we had sex, and then we went to bed, and he let me stay over, and I took a shower the next morning. He made me coffee and breakfast. Oh, and that's all very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. And very contrary to your usual advice of, like, you know, uh, have sex and get the fuck out. But, yeah. But also... I guess partially maybe because you were biking and yeah yeah and even like the biking thing like we both biked the first day I literally went down to my hotel and I was like like it's like a student hotel right so um it was like young and hip and uh I was like so like do you bike on the first date or like nah and people were like we don't know like well, maybe like it depends like but it's not a weird question to ask so I asked him um like what's up and I was like hey are you biking and he's like yeah I'm biking so that made me bike um, as well so um, yeah it was like super nice the next day and it was all very good and um, I ended up biking you know back home I ended up taking like a little like you know biking break to got a coffee got breakfast went around like uh, to pipe which is our usual hangout spot oh, yes um, and then I went, went back to my hotel and I uh, in Amster West and I just like yeah, chilled out, applied to some jobs, and yeah, yeah it was, it was uh, chill. And it was like, it was fine for what it was, and we haven't spoken since. But he was, when I say he was a bit boring earlier, it's because he was like one of those guys who like went to the gym four days a week Ugh. and talked, literally we talked most about his nutrition <laughs> than anything else. It was like, what do you have outside of like going to the gym and your job and like drinking with your friends and being single? Oh like, God, not much. Me? Oh my god. I don't think you ought to do that much. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but he was, I mean, he was definitely fit. I can def I'm not like blind, but um, I, I, again, I was like emotionally not invested. And like, I, I mean, my, I fucking like thought about this British guy while we we're having sex. That's how bad it was. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. That was two nights ago. So As wrap up. So you met how many guys via Tinder and how many guys via real life? So one guy I met up with in real life, which is that the Dutch guy in Amsterdam. Um, and there was like, okay. Well, wait, wait, but, but from Tinder. From Tinder. Like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I, I met the British guy organically in like the hostel. Yeah. Um, I think... I should also say that we both almost met up with two different Tinder guys. This one, mine was when I was in Barcelona, and it was when I was in like Athens that I was like tindering for Barcelona, mm -hmm. and I had it like set up. But we ended up. So he asked me to come over to his for a drink. Oh my god! Yes, we have to talk about this. Yeah, and I was like, um, I was very nice about it. I was like, oh, like why don't we do like a bar in your neighborhood, like feeling a cocktail. You know, like, yeah, very, yeah. not like, no, and literally, like, we'll be in our neighborhood. Right. But, like, I'm not going to meet you at your house. It's fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, um, And then uh, we, he never messaged me back, which I thought was so weird. Yeah. And so for me, so I was in Paris, and it was Saturday night, and so I had been messaging this guy all day, 
and he's been giving me recommendations for things to do in the neighborhood and everything. And so, and I was like, so what's a good spot for the night? And he was like, what if I was asking you to get a drink? And I was like, well, the answer would be yes, because you asked so kindly. Um, and he was like, okay, like, what if I asked for it to be at my place? Like, what if I invited you over to mine? And I was like, well, you know, for safety reasons, I have to say no to that. Um, and he was like, okay, well, if it weren't for safety, would it be a yes? And I'm like, depending on how the first drink in public went and like, you know, still trying to be like cheeky and flirty. And he was like, ah, okay then. And so I'm thinking that means, okay, yeah, we'll go out for one in person and then like go back to his place after. And I'm like, so do you have a place in mind? And he's just like, sorry, I'm not going out tonight. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? It's so, okay, so we both, so we both had the same experience separately. And I don't think we told each other immediately. Because we, I mean, I didn't really think, it, I thought kind of that was a one-off thing. And then I talked to um, my Norwegian and Swedish friends. And the way that Tinder works there is you literally just use it at the end of the night when you've gone out to the club and you've had fun with your friends to literally go over to someone's house and have sex with them. Like That's like how hookup-y it is. And I think in Europe in general, it is more hookup-y than it is in the States where it's like, okay, it's like not just for hookup. Like you, yeah. like maybe you do have sex on the first date, but at least you fucking have you a drink. You go on a date. Right? Yeah. Like you have a fucking date, air quotes right yeah, now. Yeah, no yeah. one can see me, but like, <laughs> like, yeah, there's like that kind of like, maybe we don't, maybe like there's a choice in There's the formality. There's yeah. a formality of like, I'll take you out and I'll buy you a drink and we'll have pleasant conversation in a public place before we decide if we're going to stay right. together. Because also pictures, like, pics, like, are, they don't, like, count, you know? Like, I feel like they would equally want to vest us out as much yeah. as, yeah. you know, themselves. Um, so then when we talked together, I think we, like, FaceTime for a bit, and we both, like, talked about this. I was like, holy shit, no way. Yeah, and we saw that the same thing had happened to both of us. But the, I, I guess, the feedback that you had gotten from your friends, like, it made me feel a little better because I was like okay it's not me it's not just that these guys are like identifying me as like a quick fuck it's like that that's genuinely how it's used here yeah so it was good to know um I mean didn't didn't make things easier no I mean overall. no I never good to at least know for my own like ego yeah same um so I think we both kind of like shook by that fact because also like yeah safety and like all the other stuff like and yeah I think it's good that we both didn't like feel pressure to like go there because like it's like so stupid like it's like literally we meet us halfway I'm not literally meet right. us for a drink at a bar oh in your neighborhood and, and like guys don't put on fucking makeup they don't need to do their hair and everything like if you can't throw on jeans and meet me downstairs for a drink then why am I coming over yeah like why am I coming over to fuck you like, yeah no um, and again back to like the you know the kind of like mental and emotional connection you need to have to someone before it's good like I can't just show up and hey okay like we matched on tinder like let's fuck like, you need to have like some conversation and some drinks and some light touches and some flirtation before yeah. you even get to that point so that would be too, like, almost, like, too, like, robotic for me, like, to just show up, okay, fine, let's have sex, and then, like, in the morning, like, you know, that's it, bye. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting, and I guess, uh, we are learning about different dating, you know, in different cultures, which is, like, I guess this is what this is about. 
Um, but now that we're together and we're going to go out, uh, what do you, what do you see that will be different? Okay. I think that when we're together, we're amazing at <laughs> manning for each other. And this is not just my personal, um, opinion. This is motherfucking fact. I think we did a pretty good job alone. So, so I think, together it'll be even we, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did, but like together it's like, there won't be that awkwardness of like, you know, walking into a bar by yourself. Like we'll be together and we can like have loud conversation in the American way that we do. Fuck yeah. And like talk to the people around us and like be flirty and like I think it'll work in our favor. Yeah, I'm excited. Sure. Um so many times I thought, oh God, if Elle was here, we could like go up to these guys oh and God. talk to them. It would yeah. be so it would be so easy just to have one other person to wingman. So I guess takeaway from this is like appreciate your wingman, use them like, oh my god, yes, only, yes. Only, like, solo travel, too. Like, put yourself in an uncomfortable yes. space. And if you're solo traveling, like, step outside of your comfort zone, for sure. No one is going to, like, not no one, but don't wait for everyone to take the initiative to talk to you. I only spoke to that first guy at the hostel because after getting over my, like, five minutes of awkwardness, I walked over and said, hey, and we chatted. You know, you have to step outside of your comfort zone. You have to take initiative. Yeah. And you have to own it. If I didn't say hi to that British guy in the lift at that very moment, we had, like, maybe, like, a minute together. Yeah. Like, you, yes, you need to seize the moment. Yeah. And like, even in our, like, two episodes ago, we talked about, like, Uber pooling. It's, like, you have to say hi at the very beginning or else, like, you lose that window of opportunity. Yeah. Fuck it. You only live once. If no one's there to see you embarrass yourself, and if you embarrass yourself, at least you even fucking if they are. Shy, yeah, you'll walk away, and that's it. And that's they'll it. probably... Like, later they'll be like, oh, I'm on this trip by myself and I didn't take this great opportunity to talk to this other human being. I instead decided to go up and look at my phone for three hours. Dude, I'm so hyped for tonight. I'm so inspired by yes, it. Yes, I'm <laughs> inspired too. Um, uh, we're going to close up this episode and we'll probably, we will share our Amsterdam joint efforts. It's our first day <laughs> Joint together. efforts, no pun intended. <laughs> We do have a two-bedroom Airbnb. We do. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Elle, you just got in this morning. I'm so happy to see you. And, yeah. I, I, one of the first thing I wanted to do was, like, record the podcast together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we did. So, yes. yeah. Uh, this is part one of part two of the European travel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And hopefully we'll have some very good stories to share and a good wrap-up episode at the end of this trip. Um, yeah. We're here today. It is Thursday. So we've got the whole goddamn weekend ahead of us. Fuck we yeah. leave on Monday morning. So um, if all goes in our favor, send us your wishes and prayers. Hopefully we'll be recording a success episode on Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is B, And this is Elle. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow us uh, on Twitter. Not your URGF girlfriend uh, podcast. Yeah. So we'll link it in the bio as well. That we always say follow. We always say we're gonna link it. I never do. We literally we need followers, know. guys. Um, yeah, follow us and on Twitter too, so you can see our live tweets of our nonsense and oh, debauchery. We tweet. We tweet heavily. So oh my god! And also in a future episode, we totally want to have like a guessing game of whose tweets are whose. So seriously, dial in and start to follow on your own. Yeah, um, so you can be part of it. Write in, leave us a voicemail if you feel so 
comfortable with playing yes, on the podcast. We would love to hear your comments and your stories and any other advice you might have for us for our solo travels. Challenges. I mean, clearly we accept them. Oh my God. <laughs> Hit us with a challenge. We'll accept so hard. Uh, yeah. NotYourGirlfriendsPodcast.com. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.